Welcome to Prophetic Leadership, a podcast delivering strategies and insights to help you accurately hear God's voice and to powerfully lead your sphere of influence. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us on the inaugural episode of the Prophetic Leadership Podcast. This is a new series that Christian International is releasing. It's actually one of three, and each series that we've released, each one has a specific purpose and a specific focus that all is for the vision of being able to empower you to be a radical change agent in your sphere of influence. Now, you might be thinking, you know, prophetic leadership, I don't consider myself a leader. And, you know, for the longest time, I didn't consider myself a leader either until it was actually Dr. Tim Hammond during our ministry training college class or course that we were taking several years ago where he defined the reality of what leadership is. And leadership very simply has to do with influence. And I remember thinking about that and hearing him talk about it in class. And I was like, well, wait a second. If that's what a leader is, I guess I I have influence in some way. I've got influence with my family, with my brother, with the relationships in my life, the friends in my life. And then I started looking and all of a sudden when I understood that it was influence, influence equals leadership, I began to see it all over the place. And that began the journey in my life personally where I said, okay, if I've got areas of influence and I'm a leader, God, I need to be able to start learning to hear your voice so that I can become more impactful and be able to be a better steward and better manager of the areas of leadership that you've given me. I wanted to be able to impact people more effectively. I wanted to be able to partner with God in more ways so that really I could be the best representation of Jesus in my areas of influence that I possibly could. And I know that for all of you that are listening, you have that same passion and drive. You want to be able to hear God more. You want to have revelation and keys so that not only can you be empowered in your own personal life, but that you can be able to be a powerful influencer in the areas that God's given you responsibility over. There are some of us that are leaders in the marketplace and our business and our careers. There are others of us that are listening that are like ministers and traveling the world and doing these different things. And we all have different settings. But what I love about God is that when he releases revelation, it really doesn't matter what industry we're in. It doesn't matter what sphere of influence we're in. It can apply to us. And it's one thing that God can be able to give us in order to be able to have another tool, another skill, another key that will help us be able to be more effective in the areas that he's given us influence over. So that's the vision of prophetic leadership is I want to sit down with some amazing leaders that we've been blessed with here at Christian International, as well as some amazing friends of Christian International that come in for conferences. And I want to sit down with them and I want to be kind of like your representative. And I want to say, okay, what is a key revelation for right now in this season that we need to understand in order to be more effective in hearing God's voice and then also being able to lead others by partnering with God's voice. And so for this podcast series, I'm super excited because it's kind of going to be like like a masterclass type thing. You know, if you're sitting in a, in a lecture hall in a college university or something, but what I love about podcasts is that it's a dialogue, you know? So sometimes, you know, I love, I love me a good speech and I like, I love me a good lecture, but 
there's a whole different component when somebody can actually respond and be like, oh, okay, so you've got this key in Revelation. Well, let's unpack that a little bit. And what about this? And what about that? And be able to come at it from different angles. And so that's what we hope to accomplish here on this particular series is I want to be able to have amazing guests that have a now word from God, a key revelation that they can teach us about. And then I can be able to ask questions that you will probably be thinking about in your mind and be able to have a fuller understanding of what that revelation is so we can more effectively apply it in our life. So I'm just going to go ahead and leave that explanation there because I'm very excited to introduce you to this new, fresh episode that we've got of this particular series. I think that it's only appropriate to be able to launch this series with the man himself, Dr. Bishop Bill Hammond, who is the founder of Christian International, 83 years, 63 years in ministry, and is somebody who has been recognized as one of the most influential voices in the body of Christ over the last century. So it's just an incredible honor to be able to interview him and hear his heart about this. And the episode today, we're kind of hitting from a different, a few different kind of angles, but particularly it's about how do you get through adversity in such a way that it allows you to finish well? And, you know, Bishop Hammond having 63 years of ministry under his belt, I can guarantee you he's seen pretty much almost everything there is to see about ministry. And if you've been with him at any amount of time, one of the things that he shares a lot about is the adversity in his life that he had to overcome in order to be able to enter into the place that God was calling him into. So a really great conversation. It's going to be the first one. We're getting him back in to do a bunch more episodes. But for our very first Prophetic Leadership Podcast, I want to introduce Bishop Bill Hammond talking about the subject of adversity and finishing well. All right. Well, I am so pleased to be able to welcome Dr. Bill Hammond, Bishop Bill Hammond, Papa Bill Hammond, Wild Bill Hammond. Bishop, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Awesome. Well, I'm just so glad that you decided to come over here to our little podcast studio. But Bishop, it's it's kind of more like a closet, I guess, if you had to define it. But it's it gets the job done. And we're super excited for you to be here. Let's go ahead and get started with some topics that that I think are really important. Recently, we actually announced your Bishop Hammond Mentoring Days. Now, that was we were doing a test one in September in Atlanta. And Bishop, within a week, right? About a week. It, in, it ten, sold days. Out. 10 days. 10 it, days. It's sold out. There's a, There were only 20 slots available. We wanted to keep it very intimate and very close for you to be able to minister to them in a more kind of closed, limited setting. So that sold out in 10 days. And I just wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about what you've been praying about, thinking about for this upcoming mentoring day that you want to share. I'm going to be sharing a lot of things. Mainly, I'm in my 63rd year of ministry, mm. and I'll be turning 83 next month, July the 29th. And I've learned a few things over the years. And to make it to the end without falling apart morally, financially, or ethics or otherwise, right. or doctrinally, is a miracle. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've seen so many come and go, come and go. I'm going to share with them how do you really 
make it to the end. I mean, it's good to get started. I want to talk about how do you get started mm-hmm. and what's the process God does to bring you from beginning to fulfillment. Then I want to share some personal experiences of going through things I've learned and talk about different ministries. How do you determine what kind of prophet or apostle or evangelist, pastor, teacher you are? Then we're going to really just share a lot of things that I even can't share in the pulpit. And um, we were setting that up. And we're going to talk about how you go from calling to commissioning. And then I'm going to talk about what it, the things that God takes us through, that I'll talk about the highest calling in the universe and in the church. It's not fivefold ministry. There's a, another realm that's more important and relevant to God than that. And if you don't have that as your vision, you're going to get very discouraged, mm. very discontented, and feel like a failure at time because God will take us through all kinds of processes to fulfill that one goal that he has for every child of God. Wow. And so we'll be doing that. Then we'll be just sharing that I'm going to lay hands on each one in part and then prophesy to them, And which I do very little anymore because I've trained so many to prophesy. Right. All you guys do all the prophesying <laughs> now. But my board of governors felt that I should start bringing people in and minister to them instead of going out so much. Sure. As you know, at the end of the month here, I'll be going to China and Korea mm-hmm. and then be coming back. And then we'll be going to Chicago for the city tour, you know, going in our end. So uh, even though at 83, I'm still going strong. And I'm, I've had a lot of prophecies. I'd be like Caleb. I said, well, two more years, I can say I'm now 80 and five years old and still able to lead God's people in war. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Bishop, that's one of the ongoing conversation that we've been having because you know when you're in a conference setting or in a in a teaching setting or a, a church setting there's only really so deep you can go right in terms of content in terms of of relating with people and kind of communicating and this bishop hammond mentoring day gives people the opportunity to be able to kind of get a more in-depth Right. learning and understanding of what it takes, whether they're fivefold or or someone who's just very passionate to begin to go to God's highest calling, they're going to be able to have the chance to be able to ask some of the, the questions that aren't necessarily going to be fielded in a public setting right. and really get an insight that maybe they haven't had before. And this first setting, you know, as you took, we had to only out for 10 days right. and we've already got it filled and we got about six states and one in South Africa. And so we're going to let the people know that because of the overwhelming response and shows that there is an interest, we will set another date sometime to do this. But everybody that has inquired mm-hmm. and is interested, they will get first chance to be the ones. That yeah, I believe we've already got six people on the wait list and that number is growing by the day. But from what we'd heard from across the street is we're going to, those that are on the wait list will get, you know, first priority in being able to register for the next one, which I think we're we're thinking about either the end of this year or the beginning of next year, which we'll be looking forward to. Bishop, you, you talked about that one thing about feeling stuck, discouraged, and, and kind of broken down in the midst of you getting to God's one thing that he wants you to accomplish and do and be. I wanted to maybe get pick your brain on that because I think there's a lot of us that are in the middle of the process. We've seen some real highs. We've seen some lows. But this season in particular, maybe some of our, our hearts are a little bit discouraged because things have not panned out. It's been maybe seven or eight years. And I, the fruit that they thought that what's coming through hasn't come through yet. Could you kind of speak a little bit to that? 
Yes. I tell people that my first 30 years of pastoring, evangelizing, and teaching in a Bible college, five years, and building and establishing Christian National Extension College. And for my first 30 years, from 53 to 83, was more preparation for my next 30-plus years. Mm. I have to say 30-plus because I've already got right. 30. <laughs> uh, and, and God has—I believe God has everyone a definite— Ministry you're to accomplish. One major thing, you'll do lots of things. Like David, you know, he killed bears, lions, giants. He was a worship leader. He ministered to Saul. He was a captain of a thousand. But his main ministry was to be king over all Israel. Mm. And even when he was partial king over Judah, was Judah, but only one tribe, yet he faithfully served. So what I try to encourage young men and women that are moving toward it, don't get discouraged. God's not in a hurry. And even though I was taught Jesus coming any moment, and I thought he had to do it all today. Right. But he's got plenty of time. And if he spent 30 years preparing Jesus, the sinless Son of God, right. for three and a half years of ministry, it may take a little bit for us to be really prepared to do what he wants us to do. So, Bishop, let me take that to another level now. What? Let's take it to a situation of maybe uh, pastors that are maybe 55, 60 years old, their churches are not growing the way that they thought that they would. Finances are still not getting better. And they're really thinking like, wow, you know, I'm I'm not a young spring chicken anymore. I'm not in that position where I was in my early 20s. And things have not panned out the way that I had prayed or thought God was leading me towards. What would you say, say to those guys? Well, if you really know that you're called to be a pastor and you're a pastor and you know you're in the right place God called you to be, those are two big ifs, then you need to really seek God and say, Lord, what am I? What type of church am I supposed to be building? Hmm. Am I am I a church of a, just a family church? I'm I'm here to help and con- comfort and, and encourage and and keep these people serving God and lead them as much truth as I can, or am I a pioneer and am I to break through into new areas and move into new truth and release God's people? Now I'm a pioneer myself. It's hard to be a pastor when you're a pioneer right. because you're always breaking through into new truth and new revelation and new things. And as like we've gone from the prophetic to the apostolic to the saints movement to the third reformation now in god's world war three all within 30 years here so god's god's on an accelerated thing but what i've discovered in, in our churches you know we have four thousand churches around the world and about a, a hundreds here in the united states i've traveled around with them i noticed that it's it's like if somebody asked me to if i went to a lady and said show me how to bake a cake right and they said well it's and so i'd watch okay you're putting eggs you're putting the milk you're putting sugar you're putting baking powder you're putting soda ta, 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 ta. and i look at it and i say okay i got it i got it so i jump up i'm gonna go home i'm gonna make a cake so i start putting the things together that's what was it two eggs or six? Oh well it's eggs so i put them in <laughs> and was it one was it what a teaspoonful of baking powder or and a cup of flour or a cup of baking powder and, and a teaspoon of flour. So oh, it's flour and baking powder. And I throw it all together. Mm-hmm. But when I get through and put it in the oven, come out, nobody's going to want to eat that cake. Right. And so 
what I find that a lot of people is trying to be successful and be present truth at the same time mm-hmm. is they don't have the right combination. Whoa. They've got, they say, well, it's worship, it's praise, it's prophesying, it's mm-hmm. casting out devils, it's, it's, it's healing the sick, it's, it's doing this, it's comforting, it's counseling. Yeah, but if you don't have that in proportion, if you've got right. two hours of worship and fit and 20 minutes of preaching, you're out of balance, you know. Wow. Or if you got, you know, if you're just prophesying with everybody and not counseling and not teaching them the foundations of truth, I mean, you've got to have the balance. If you don't have the balance, it's going to be a cake that not too many people want to eat of. Wow. So if you don't have a proper balance in it, you can't go seeker-friendly and you can't go extreme the other way. You've got to have that balance mm-hmm. of where you have people, greeters, you know, you got to have the practical and the spiritual. Wow. And so a lot of churches are so spiritual, they prophesy, they worship, I mean, they're powerful, they're fired up, sure. but they don't have the practical of Sunday school for the children or, or greeters at the door and, and people that help and, and different things. And you, all these ingredients have to be in there to be successful. So I would say if you're not feeling successful and you feel like you're stuck on a certain level, right. then find ways and means, find out who's being successful, and that won't deter you from your truth. You can't walk short of truth. If you're mm-hmm. called to be prophetic, you can't go back and seeker friendly. Right. And if you're seeker friendly, you're going to have to really pray about going prophetic because you're going to lose some people. <laughs> but you, you'll get a new congregation. And so this is what I've discovered that you've got to if settle it if you're called a pastor. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's not called a pastor, and everybody's not called to be pulpit ministry. But some people thought used to, the only thing way you could be in the ministry was to go to a five high pulpit. But now we're teaching on the Day of the Saints that everybody's called to minister and be kingdom influencers. So I've seen people that's in the ministry supposed to be in the business world. I've seen people in the business world that's supposed to be in the ministry. So they got to find, make sure they're fulfilling their desire to please God and be a blessing, make sure they got the right channel they're in. Oh, that's huge. So you're talking about first, we want to make sure we're in the right spot. Right. So whether it's a pastor or a teacher or if it's a business person, if I'm not feeling the breakthrough, I make sure I'm in the right place first. Right. Then the second thing you're talking about is to really hear God about how you're to build and how you're supposed to move forward. Because right. I guess that's really important. Like that whole cake analogy, I, I mean, I've baked cakes before, and there have been ones that have been good and ones that haven't been so good. <laughs> and it really is all about the proportion in the mix. Right. And so kind of what you're talking about, what I, I am understanding is I got to hear God. I got to say, all right, God, how do you want me to go about this? Right. And if I'm feeling stuck, God, where did I miss it along the way? And then the third thing that you kind of made reference to was finding those that have done it and those that are have maybe some of the resources that you need in order to build. Maybe yeah. maybe some church, some people for the practical side and then other people for the prophetic and the, the present truth and the cutting edge side and and using that to add value. Right, because some people say, well, I can't compromise. I've got to be all out in praise. But, but you know, it, I was at one of our churches here lately, and, and they were worshiping and praising God. I mean, fired up, going and zealous, dancing, rejoicing for an hour. And I thought, man, you know, if somebody came in, Right. Uh, a Christian, and they want to be a part. They'd be excited about it, but it's like these are now marathon runners, the Christians that's there. Right. And they, they're used to running 26 miles or an hour's worship. And this other one comes in, they've learned to walk a mile, you know. Yeah. And and, and they and, and if they don't get in and really hunger and get mentored and to where they finally catch up and can flow and praise and worship and ministry, they're going to feel out of place. Right. And, and if they're not eventually worked into it, they'll go find a place where they're more comfortable because it is, it's way beyond them. It's just like a little child coming in among adults and can't do what they do. 
Hey guys, David here, and I want to let you guys know about an exciting new resource that we have here at Christian International. It's a prophetic teaching by Apostle Jane Hammond titled Surge. Now this message on Surge is something that has really been developing and she's been hearing from God about, and she just recently released it at our headquartered church. So if you'd like to get your copy of the CD teaching, you can go to our website at www.christianinternational.com and purchase your copy there. There's also a second way for you to get your copy, which is for any seed or a donation of $20 or more to our mission here at Christian International, we'll be sure to send you your copy of that CD teaching as well. Just let us know that you would like it in the gift comments of your online donation or let our ministry services representative know over the phone if you're calling in your donation. Without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and cue us right back into the interview. Right. It's kind of like you took that little child and you put him in the Olympic swimming pool with Olympians. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's no wonder they won't come back for the next one, yeah, you know. But, but let me let me describe the other side of the yes, coin. Yes, please. God had me pastor for six years, and I wasn't there to really, I look back, I wasn't there to really, God didn't have me there to build a church. I, I was there with some saints had gone through about 411 splits. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they had gone through everything that split over baptism in Jesus' name, follow the Son of the Ghost, oneness, twoness, pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip, no trip. I mean, they split over everything. When I got there, there was just about 30 saints hanging on, been through everything. They'd faced everything, and they were still there. Wow. Well, God sent this pipsqueak prophet at 19 years old in there to finish my education. And I had to, and I kept me there six years. And and after one after about six months, I would every every Monday morning I'd be praying, Lord, have your will. In case you don't know what I'm saying, get me out of here, because <laughs> I went, I attended a Bible college that taught that we were the young generation to take over the we're going to finish everything. We're the generation, and we've got to get out there and do it. And inflamed us with faith to affect the world. Right. And I knew I was to affect the world. I had to be some, but here I was stuck with 25, 30 people. And I, I remember one night I got up on those big oak benches, walked across to them, sparks flying off my finger and prophesied. They just looked at the, up, up at me and said, what is he doing? <laughs> you know. But see, I, God kept me there for six years, dying to self wow. and, and, and self-promotion and, and eager, and got married, had three children, and, God, and that's where I realized God makes the man before he releases the ministry. Wow. And so it's like, sometimes like Elisha following Elijah. You just, six, 12 years, he didn't prophesy. Yeah. Elijah didn't share the ministry with him or anything. He just, and he was a big farmer. I mean, he was a rich man. And then he followed him just to carry his luggage and be his assistant and take care of him. And then Elisha even discouraged him to stay here, stay here, stay here. And didn't tell him that he had to see him when he went to get it. But the, Elisha had something. He said, I'm not going to leave you. Evidently, there was a report that God was going to take Elisha because a young prophet came out and said, hey, do you know today that they're going to, God's going to take your mentor, your your, wow. your your master away? And he says, I know it. Shut up. Get off. Yeah. But he didn't know what it was required. And as soon as they crossed over after he— Elijah told him, stay here at Jericho, stay here, you know, stay at a different spot. And then when he crossed over Jordan, he says, okay, I'm, I'm getting ready to go. What do you want? What can I give you? He said, I want a double portion. Ooh. He said, boy, you've asked a hard thing, but to receive it, you've got to see me when I go. But if you don't see me when I go, you don't get it. Oh, wow. So the whole 11 years apprenticeship was dependent upon him sticking with it, even though it wasn't producing anything for him. He wasn't seeing do anything. He wasn't getting any promotion. You know, stick it with it to the end and had to stay with him, even though his master 
didn't encourage him to keep following. He says, right. hey, you can stay here, you can stay here, you can stay here. And God will give you opportunity to make a choice for the easier life Ooh. or to stay here. And so you have to press on through, and then you have to stick with it until it's your time. And there is a time in God, and that's not month, day, and year, but maturity, transition. God has to make the man before, to ministry because if, you, if you're going to have a great ministry, you've got to have a great foundation. And the foundation is your character, your revelation, your ability to, at the 10 hymns we talk about, right. that's your foundation. And if God put, you know, I asked God to give me the ministry back in 1950s that I have now 60 years later. Yeah. And But if he'd have put that building on my little one-story foundation, it had crumbled it. Right. So he had. I had to build it from one story, then he tore it down, and ten stories that he tore it down, then finally a hundred stories, and he's building on that. Amazing. So you got to have time, patience, and know God's called you. He's going to do it. And you, and I had to keep realizing God. People would prophesy to me. God wants to make you born. You want to be made, and God's going to do more than you can imagine. <laughs> I thought no way c- could God do more than I can imagine, but He has. He has. But I had to stick with it when three times mom and I zeroed out, no wow. no hope, no future ministry gone. People turned against us, things happened. And many times I had the opportunity to stay here, mm-hmm. give up, quit, don't go any further. Go go just go into the business world, which I did for a while, yeah. you know, because there's nothing else open. So you, you just it's persistence. Stick it in there when it's all hopeless, no hope, no future. You can't see any way anything's gonna happen, but don't doubt in the dark what God showed you in the light. So when it gets dark and nothing's going on and everything's negative, it looks like failure, but it's God's process to bring you to the future. Whether with Joseph in jail, God will put the thing in jail you need to get you out and get you to your destiny. So we want to make sure that we're supposed to be baking the cake in the first place. We're in the right spot. That we're hearing God about the, having the right proportions and doing it the way that he wants us to right. have the right strategy. And then three, to have the discipline, the desire, the passion, and the heart to allow the process to take place yeah. in us. Like Hebrew says, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you receive the promise. Oh, patience. We love patience. We don't run out of faith. We run out of patience. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. So, yeah. I mean, Bishop, you're, I know we've, we've had a few conversations where I leave and my mind is stretched beyond, my heart is stretched beyond because of the amount of, of revelation, but also wisdom and character that you have. And so I know I'm super excited about this mentoring day that's coming up. And um, if you could, I know um, that there are some people you're like, man, I missed it for this one. And I'm going to definitely check out the next one. But would you mind praying for those that are considering it and give them a charge and and to be able to impart to them even now as they're listening to this podcast? Amen. Lord, you know, the ones that are out there that I could help and minister to and impart to and activate and release to. And Lord, there's the Joshua's that need to need the impartation from jo- from Moses. And God, there's the Elisha's that need to stick with Elijah and receive the personal impartation, God. And and we want we want to not take us all to heaven with us. We want to impart it. We want to transfer it. We want to invest it into those that's going to carry on the work and be the voices for God in this day and hour. And Lord, uh, those that you want to come, you keep it in their hearts, put it in their zeal, put it in their time and provide the finances and the resources it take to get there and be a part. We believe we're when we make the next date, you already have the people lined up that want to be a part, and they will get the first choice and first opportunity to come. 
And Lord, we just want to be instrumental in your hand to help your generation to fulfill their destiny. That's my passion. Everybody to find their destiny, find their ministry, and then help them fulfill it and discover their timing, whether they're in a spring, fall, summer, or winter season of their life, so they can be at rest and be content, even though it looks like nothing's going on. So Lord, we just agree and decree right now that you bring the right people in and give the right date and time so we can all get together again and see your will and your work accomplished. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Bishop, I know I felt a release on that one. And um, just in in the next few minutes that I've got you, I'd love to be able to kind of talk some about the international gathering of apostles and prophets happening in October of this year. It's our big 5-0, Bishop. Big 50 years since I started Christian National Ministry in 1967. There's a lot of history behind that number. Yes, yes. A lot of years, a lot of times, a lot of places, in a lot of miles. I was looking for a picture to because they're going to put mom's little books into Spanish. And I was looking for the picture that was on that. And I was going through stuff, and I saw some history of old uh, things. I thought, man, that was 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 <laughs> years ago. And that was 60 years ago. Wow. <laughs> and it's a thing about a lot of places, a lot of people, a lot of miles. You know, even last year, I flew 200,000 miles at 82 throughout 10, 15 nations Incredible. and throughout the world. And this year, probably going to be close to the same. I'm, wow. I'm trying to slow up and it's stay home more yet. <laughs> I got several more books I want to write and things I want to do. So I may have to just take off three months and knock out everything except getting it done. Exactly. <laughs> and so in the meantime, I know Christian International's impact. I love it. And I, I continue to love Christian International because of the fact that Christian International has not just raised up prophets. They've not just raised up pastors or teachers. But they've raised up the body of Christ, saints of all different walks of life yes. to impact multiple spheres of influence. And so one of the cool things that we've been planning for this ICAP is to actually have panel, in-depth panel discussions with your board of governors, with different leaders at Christian International to really dive in deep about how they were able to take what they learned at Christian International and practical ways that they applied it to be able to bring transformation. I mean, we've got we've got people from CI who are colonels that are have been in the military, business, CEOs, COOs, and all of them have incorporated what Christian International has raised them up in in order to impact. Right. And we have people from every walk of life, and we have people that's been with us this whole 50 years. Right. In fact, my two sons and daughter, of course, have been with me the whole <laughs> time. Like they say, I've been like a father to them the whole time. <laughs> and But we've had others that's been with us 30, 40 years, and they have been very successful. They've been activated like the crumbs were from business world and, and came in, and now they're celebrating their 30, 80, 30 years of ministry, 80 years of living. So we encourage people, as long as there's breath in your body, there's purpose yeah. in your being, don't stop. Don't give up. Don't retire. Refire. Redirect. Keep on going till Jesus comes. I tell people, when I leave, I go to heaven, but not to retire, not for eternal vacation, but to be still be a joint heir with Christ, co-labor together, because God's preparing the people over these six, 7,000 years right. to fulfill his purpose and work with him to accomplish his work that he's going to do throughout eternity. That's incredible. That's, and that'll blow your mind to think about that. It is. So, I mean, this IGAP conference in October is going to be great because we'll we'll do some celebrating. We'll celebrate a little bit. You know, I'm going to get my tuxedo out, you know, mm -hmm. celebrate a little bit. But even with what you're saying, you're saying that this is about us 
recharging, refiring, recommitting to saying right. there's still more work to be done. Right. And this event is very focused on how can we give you the tools and the keys, not just the passion and the fire and the impartation, but the tools and the keys to be able to impact and do the work that God's called you to. Right, because we're an equipping uh, center, an equipping yeah. place, apostolic, prophetic, and the whole works. And as you know, we've trained over 300,000 mm-hmm. around the world. That's and on every continent that are teaching, training, and equipping people to hear the voice of God and minister it to others. Right. I mean, you have one of your board of governors, the Reynosos, yes. over in the Dominican Republic. And they have taken the, the impartation and the learning from you, Bishop, and have not only brought transformation to their church community, but when you go to DR, you're prophesying to political officials. Right. The door is opened up to be able to bring transformation in government and business. Yeah, so we've been ministering to the president for quite a while. That's incredible. So I just am super excited to be able to receive from you in October and also some of your board of governors that are really just out there taking the head off of giants right. and, and doing stuff with what they've learned. I'm just so excited for that. Many of them have become international speakers, and like Robert Gay has built a church, six, seven hundred down the other side of Panama City. He's got multiple you know, churches now. And started another down in Orlando and with his son. Mm-hmm. Of course, that family anointing is up on this ministry, and he picked up on that family anointing, all three children with him in ministry, and he's on television, and, and they're just doing great. And we've got others that are great business people and, mm-hmm. and people that's in different ministries and educating and training and equipping of Sharon Stone in England. Sharon Stone is in England and others in Asia, Europe, Africa. We just worked with a brother that's got churches throughout Nigeria and Africa, and he's got over 600 churches, and he came under CI, wanted to get to Apostolic Bible, and he came over and got trained and been to our conferences. We went we were there with him, and, and then, you know, this Africa's opening up. We've done a lot in Asia, Europe, yeah. and down under with uh, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea's been tremendous. I mean, but, but anyhow, but, you know, I want to encourage people that if you've got a vision or God's told you something— I had people prophesy to me things I'll be do- I'm doing now. Yeah. When I was stuck at, at home and didn't have money to get out of town, right. uh, nothing was going right. And they said, you're going to be in Africa. You're going to be Europe. You're going to be in Asia. And I'd never flown on a commercial <laughs> airplane. And some people need to understand that when God speaks to you, he's speaking about your destiny future. And, and I've had prophecies that took 20, 30, 40 years to come into fulfillment. Thank God they're all are, are coming to pass. I can't say they've all come to pass because I'm still working at it. Exactly. I'm still doing it, still fulfilling. I tell people the only person that ever told me every prophecy they'd ever received come to pass died in three weeks. Oh, said, wow. So it's good to hear you have prophecies that haven't come to pass yet. So maybe you'll still be around for a while. There's more work to be done. <laughs> more work to be oh, done. Oh, wow. Well, Bishop, thank you so much for taking a few moments to be able to chat with us. And I know you're going to be at some of our city tours coming up, as well as the IGAP conference. And you're you're, you're traveling nonstop this year, Bishop. Yeah. It's real crazy. I looked at your itinerary the other day. It's unreal. So yeah. I look forward to being able to chat with you when you have a minute to breathe in between flights and trips and travel. But I want to thank you guys for also listening. And Bishop, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Hallelujah. We'll do it. Go for it. Don't stop. Thank you for listening to Prophetic Leadership, a part of Christian International Ministries. For more information on conferences, training intensives, and other resources to help make a powerful difference, please visit our website at christianinternational.com.